to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? The blackest dies. Oh, God. Come on! Welcome everybody to the Skewered Universe podcast. Did you hear the sleigh bells? Did you see the footprints in the snow? Don't follow them because there's a killer that's going to get you. My name is Jeff. And I'm Leanne. And we want to welcome you to, not only is it a Christmas themed episode, but it's episode 50, motherfuckers. We made it to a milestone. Woohoo! Woohoo! I'm dancing, I'm dancing, I'm prancing, I'm blitzing, I don't know. I was trying to incorporate reindeer names and it just didn't work out. <laughs> so tonight, we have a movie we're going to watch, but before we get there, Leanne. What? I want to ask you a question. No. <laughs> it's a very easy question. Ah, <sighs> <sighs> oh, questions. Are there any movies around this time of year that you particularly like to watch that is like comforting... Doesn't have to be a horror movie, just any movie in general. Um, well, it's cheesy, but White Christmas. That's a good one. Uh, Danny Kaye is one of my favorite actors of all time. <laughs> and, yeah, that's my favorite. He and uh, Bing Crosby do the dance where they're the chicks. That's really funny. It's a very fun movie. You introduced me to that movie. I had never seen it, only heard of it. Snow, 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 snow. <laughs> 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 <sighs> what about you, Jeff? Well, there's a few that I like to watch around this time of year. One being Die Hard. I knew it. Let's just leave it at that. I knew it. We're not getting into the debate. I'm shocked. Gremlins is always fun to watch. And I knew that one, too. Gremlins is always fun to watch. And then, typically, some of the things I, I might try to find are, like, the Christmas specials from when I was a kid. Like, Rudolph, Frosty, but then there's, like, Santa and the Three Bears, maybe Yogi Bear's Christmas. If they're on, I might give them a watch. Things like that. Yeah, it's not always blood and guts with me, assholes. You're not assholes. I'm the asshole. <laughs> You're literally attacking yourself. <laughs> No, I, li- I like things that aren't always gruesome and gory and bloody. But it makes Christmas better when you get to see a serial killer killing people. It's always fun. Yeah, we recently decided to put on some very, very random children's Christmas oh God. shows. I don't even remember what they were called, but well, they the first were awful. One, <laughs> the first one was called Alien Xmas. Okay. <laughs> on Netflix. And let me put it to you this way. 
if you have little kids, it'll hold their attention. It's not outright garbage, but if you're an adult, you're going to pick it apart. Yeah. It is not fun for you. But it is a cute little alien. Yeah. It had, it had a, you know, a good story, despite some of the things being like, what? As opposed to the other movie. I believe that was Spookly and the Christmas Kittens. Which, okay, we didn't know until afterward that there were, like, previous movies. So we were, like, trying to figure out what the what the fuck is up with this pumpkin? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> it is 100% um, a child's movie. Like, young child. Like, you put it on for, like, a three-year-old because they don't comprehend quality yet. They just like moving images, colors, and shitty music at that age. I just saw that it had a kitten, and I'm like, you know what? I'm all about that. <laughs> but then the kitten was garbage. The animation was garbage. The story was garbage. I, I don't mean to shit on the this. The dialogue was garbage. <laughs> I really don't mean to be that person who's shitting on this, but I mean, if you go to put this on for your kids, really look at the quality. For them, it's fine. They're not going to care. But you are going to notice that the animation on this is... It is below PS2 level cutscenes for video games. That's how bad this is. I, 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 I don't know what else to say. Whoever animated this and puts it on their resume, more power to you because I'd be fucking ashamed. <laughs> I don't even know if I would cash the paycheck for this. <laughs> no. I'd be like... Mm, no, no, I, I can't take money for this abomination. They're probably desperate, to be fair. Yeah. And you know what's probably crazy is they probably got paid a shitload of money for it because they probably worked on every one of those fucking movies or specials, direct-to-DVD, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> we were traumatized by those things. <laughs> Awful. So... It is episode 50. We ended up not really having anything special to do for this episode like we talked about. But you know what's right around the corner, people? 2023. The new year. The year of Skewered Universe. We say that every year. Yeah, I know, but this year I mean it. Oh, okay. Yeah, this year I'm actually behind it. I'm okay. confident that I will do this. All right. If it means I have to put out episodes on my own, there goes my watch. I should have probably put that on silent. <sighs> I'm doing that now. <laughs> That's okay. I didn't put my phone on silent. <laughs> That's all right. If it goes off, we'll just go with it. Or I can get it in post. A little behind the scenes for you guys. Anyway, 2023, I think we're going to do some some fun things. We're going to put our heads together, figure out some fun things to do. Theme months, maybe. Remember those giveaways we talked about? Yeah. We got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff we could do. A lot of fun things. And a shit ton of movies that we could watch. Yeah. Some of which may or may not fall into the horror category. You never know. As much as we love it, every once in a while, it's nice to talk about something different. But that's for 2023. Right now, we're 2022. It's the 20th of December. We're going to focus on the here and now. Tonight as we record. I have another question for you. God damn it. You said... One question, and it was easy. This is pertaining to what we're doing tonight. <gasps> Do you like 70s horror movies? Yeah, they're all right. <laughs> Do you trust that I will not bring you another movie like Magic? No. Fuck. 
All right. Well, anyway, do you want to know what the movie is for tonight? Yes, please. It is, as we move over on Shudder, it is the 1974 classic Black Christmas. If this movie doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. Rated R. Wow, this horror classic about a killer stalking sorority, Girls on Christmas, helped spawn the slasher genre. It sounds intense. It is renowned for it starting the slasher genre, and for all of you listening, I've never seen this movie either. Hmm. So we're both going in, never having seen it. But an interesting fact before we get started, the director of this movie, you would know one seminal piece of his work. Mm. It plays every year around this time on either TBS or TNT with a kid named Ralphie. I haven't seen that movie, actually. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. A Christmas Story. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Same guy that directed Black Christmas directed A Christmas Story. Nice. So, two ends of the spectrum here. Two ends of the spectrum. With that being said, you ready to get into this? I'm ready. All right. Let's unwrap this motherfucking present and hope it's a good one. We'll talk to you guys in just a bit. this guy what i heard was him killing someone oh but that that's just me that could definitely be what was happening there's no it sounded like there were two people there i did not go that way huh so little thing we didn't touch on this movie has margot kidder who we all know as lois lane from the superman movies in the 70s and 80s She's a real bitch. <laughs> wow. She's cold, man. She's she cold such blooded. A bitch. Does don't take no shit. And we have Olivia Hussey, who, you know, if you've seen Ice Cream Man with Clint Howard, she was in that. But most notably for most of us, she was Audra in the It miniseries. Yeah. When she first answered the phone earlier. And she's going, hello, hello. In my head, I just hear over the phone, don't you want it? Don't you want it? <laughs> Interesting fact. So real quick, you remember the guy that was making out with his girlfriend before he was walking out the door? Yeah. Did he in any way seem familiar to you? Yeah. That was the guy who played the father in The Brood that we watched 
one of our previous episodes. Oh. I was like, God, that the sight of that guy's face looks familiar. It's, <laughs> I thought that too. It's, a, it's like, it's a very distinct shape. His head's very square. And then I looked around and went, son of a bitch, no wonder. So yeah, this, so far I'm enjoying it. We've already got one kill. It is not moving slowly at all. They're getting right to it. Yeah. I appreciate that. Well, we don't know if it's a kill yet. Oh, okay. We saw a girl get a plastic bag wrapped around her head. So oh, yeah, that ass- one I we're forgot. Assuming, My bad. We're assuming it could be a kill. Yeah. Just what I found funny, and I'm going to say this line. <laughs> so Bob Clark, the man who brought you a Christmas story with, you're going to shoot your eye out, also brought you Black Christmas with the famous line, let me lick your piggy cunt. Think about that when, you t- when you're tucking your little ones in on Christmas Eve. Just, just think about that. I mean, nothing warms the cockles of my heart than hearing some weird voice over the phone saying that. Well, I mean, please don't <laughs> think about piggy cunts when you're tucking your children into bed. Um, but maybe doing other things. That's a good place to go. That's exactly where we would like that to go. Not, I wasn't condoning anything <laughs> wrong there. I apologize for the way it sounded. You can cut it out. Ah, you never know. You never know. Hey, our audio software, the behind the scenes, may have done the job for us. We don't know. True. But so far, it's realized it could only happen then because, yeah, no caller ID. No cell phones, 74. It's all landline. So you had no idea who's calling. So that's, if you did it now, everyone would be like, oh, it's so-and-so. And then it would turn out the guy's going, oh, I spoofed his number to be able to call you. And it's some stupid, convoluted mess. I went on the Verizon network instead of AT&T and spoofed it. Ha, ha, ha. Fuck off. Anyway, you're digging it so far. I'm yeah. digging it so far. I think we need to continue. Yeah. I don't know why I'm making hand motions. Nobody can see me but you. But yeah, we're going to continue on. You guys will hear us in just a sec. Atari would like to thank you for taking us into your homes. We wish you all a happy holiday. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. (laughs) We'll get to that. So, we've seen that the girl we thought was dead is actually dead. Yeah. Left on a rocking chair upstairs and no one's gone upstairs to check. No. And we are more introduced to Mrs. Mack, the mother of the sorority house. The house alcoholic. (laughs) She has bottles of booze hidden all over this house. One in a book, one in a toilet, one in the back of a closet. I mean, one on her night table, just out in the open. But she's she's probably the most fun character so far. Yeah, I definitely (laughs) like her. We also meet uh, Claire, the girl who's been murdered. Her father, the most uptight white man in history. Yeah, but, you know, he, he he's just a dad. It is expected. He's worried about his daughter. I just feel he's got a huge stick up there that's keeping him upright. <laughs> but 
understandably, he's he's a father wanting the best for his daughter. Mm-hmm. The interaction between him and the house mother was brilliant. She's like, oh, I'm covering up a poster of two naked hippies. and <laughs> let's, let's talk about the, the one scene that really kind of pissed me off. So one of our main characters, Jess, talked to her boyfriend the night before, wanted to meet up with him. They needed to talk. She goes to see him, lets him know she's pregnant. And he's immediately like, oh, that's so great. That's awesome. And she's like, no, I'm not keeping it. I'm going to have an abortion. And he's like, whoa, you can't make that decision. Basically, he's like, whoa, whoa, you're a woman. You don't know what you want. I'm the man and I want a child, so you should give me a child, is essentially what his argument was. And I'm like, fucker, it tells her, you can't make this decision on your own. I'm like, you made the decision on your own to not wear a condom, dumb fuck. Sorry, I have a real, uh, a real hatred towards guys who do that kind of shit. I can tell. We're, we need to be supportive in whatever the woman chooses. She wants to have an abortion. Hey, you know what? I support you. She wants to have the kid. I'm going to be right there with you. If she says, you know what? We're done. I'm doing whatever I want, whether it's an abortion or have the kid. But you and I are finished. You should be, as a man, go, you know what? Understood. I get the boundaries. Hope you have a nice life. That's it. Boom. Done. This fucking guy... We need to talk later. She's like, no, you won't change my mind. We'll see. Will you be there at nine? She goes, yes. Yep. How she, do you... she likes him. Oh. She's into him. I know. It's just bugging me because I'm like, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> oh. Everyone's looking for Claire. Margot Kidder is giving shit to the cops. And, and, at an event where they had a guy dressed as Santa cursing with little kids around because he's frustrated his girlfriend's not going away with him, apparently. Margot Kidder's character, I cannot remember her name, is not only getting plowed while there, she's giving booze to one of the kids who comes over. She's like, here, you want a little bit more? (laughs) Yeah. Only in the 70s. Only in the 70s. And then not only that, she cracks open a beer at the police station when they're trying to tell this guy, hey, our friend's missing, no one's seen her. And the brilliant thing was she's fucking with the guy, giving him the number to the sorority house. Yeah. As fellatio whatever the number was. Which you would think that she would want to be supportive. You would think, but I think she's, because she's like, she's way more than three sheets to the wind. Zero fucks given. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, she gives zero Fs. Margot Kidder. <laughs> the bitch. And now we also got another call. Another call. Where we hear a woman yelling about Billy and the father yelling, Billy, what'd you do with Agnes the baby, Billy? We need to know. It's, it's fucking weird and creepy. I don't know where it's going. Yeah, same here. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And apparently, Mr. You-can't-make-a-decision-about-an-abortion-on-your-own is a pianist who can't keep track of his penis. But uh, oh, he's having a hard time getting through his 
afternoon thing where he's supposed to be accepted by somebody and play because the thoughts of his girlfriend having an abortion weigh heavy on his mind and are making him not play piano. Yeah, all of a sudden he doesn't know any right keys at all. I'm like, maybe you're just not good. Yeah. Maybe you just really fucking suck at tickling the ivories. Anyway, we're going to get back to it. Yep. And we'll be back. Merry Christmas, Merry, Merry Christmas from your Kmart Christmas store. Save on sweaters and on hats, bowling balls and baseball bats. Cameras, TVs, bikes and plants, goldfish, bad boy, slippers, pants. Beerless dresses, perfume socks, toasters, roasters, robes and cocks. Candy records, films and toys at Santa Land for girls and boys. Christmas smiles on every place at Kmart's Christmas saving place. Another 15 minutes in. We lost Mrs. Mac. We did. There's actually a lot of shit going on in this movie that I did not expect. They have a search party for a missing 13-year-old girl on top of looking for the missing college girl, Claire, who we all know is up in the attic, just staring out the window with a bag on her head. And it works for me because it's it's keeping everyone away from what's going on. Everyone's so distracted with everything else. They don't really know what's happening. They think, oh, she probably just went off, whatever. Well, the sad thing is the mom found her missing daughter. Yeah, they didn't show it, but they, the search party came across it and the mom ran over and saw and... Oof. Yeah, not not good. No. Not good. We've had more drunk Barb, which is Margot Kidder's character, talking about turtles humping for three days straight. Yeah. She's fucking wasted all the time and looking at nudie magazines while their friend Claire's dad is in the house trying to figure out what's happening. Yeah, she kind of loses her shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then the stalker guy also loses his shit. Yeah. He... Up in the Ugh. attic, for some reason, he just loses his shit. Yeah. Mrs. Mack was getting ready to leave. She was packing her bags, swigging more sherry. And she goes to find her cat, Claude, because she hears him meowing. She discovers Claire <laughs> sitting there in the rocking chair upstairs. And then our killer <laughs> threw a hook on a pulley system at her and pulled her up into the attic by her throat. And we didn't see it happen, but we can see her legs getting pulled up through the entrance to the attic. And it took a while for her to die, too. Yeah, you can hear it. It took some time. And then after the, the cab driver who was waiting for Mrs. Matt came to the door and was like, Anybody here? Hey, what's going on in there? I'm from Brooklyn. You in there? Hey. That's what I imagined he was... That was exactly... <laughs> it, that was exactly how he did that was, it. That was word for word. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he drives off and this guy... The killer just lost his shit. Throwing stuff around. Banging stuff over. Um, makes another phone call. Makes another phone call. And Jess, our uh, pregnant college girl who wants an abortion, answered the phone and was trying to figure out... Was asking, why are you doing this? And... It was just like, know what you did, Billy. Billy, Billy, man. 
Whatever. I'm assuming he's jerking off again. Who knows? Who knows? Now, let's not forget our, our piano man decided to... Lose his shit. <laughs> Lose his shit on the piano because it's it's the piano's fault that he's an asshole and sucks at playing piano. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <it>. I... <laughs> It's the only character in this movie. I'm like, I hope you die. I hope you die. <laughs> I said it in the beginning that I didn't want Mrs. Mac to die. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed because she was fun. <laughs> she was fun, but so far I'm I'm liking what's happening. There's enough going on. Oh, let's not forget. We were introduced to Lieutenant Ken Fuller, played by John Saxon, known to most of us. As Lieutenant Thompson, Nancy's father, in the original Nightmare on Elm Street. And reprised his role in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, which is what I feel is one of the greater films in the franchise. Leanne doesn't think that. But anyway, we're going to continue on with this movie, and we'll talk to you guys in just a minute. And Franklin has everything in Christmas trimmings. Come see their complete selection of home and tree decorations. Beautiful tree lights, tree trimming, window decorations, and much, much more. It's true, Ben Franklin has the biggest and best selection in town. Christmas sweets are a must. They feature kitchen-fresh, delicious Christmas candies at reasonable prices. And you'll get helpful, friendly service at Ben Franklin in Williston and Crosby. The Williston store will be open every night till Christmas, and the Crosby store will be open evenings starting December 4th. Things are getting rather interesting. Yeah. We're getting phone taps put in the house finally. Yeah, because the cops are finally taking them seriously. Yeah, because uh, the guy at the front desk can't do his job. Yeah, and they made fun of him for uh, not understanding what fellatio meant. (laughs) Something dirty, isn't it? (laughs) This man is clueless and should not be a police officer. Things are things are getting interesting. Jess's boyfriend, mm-hmm. Peter, randomly just let himself into their their home. It was waiting for her, startled her when she was calling the cops to let her them know about the obscene phone calls. Demanded that they get married. Demanded she, that uh, she keep the kid. She's like, you can't. She goes, remember you told me your dreams about doing this. I had dreams too. You'll she's, regret it. You're gonna be sorry. And then he storms off, and I'm like, tell the cops that this guy just threatened you. That if you go through with something, he's going to retaliate in some way. No, no. Why would they mention that? The 70s, I mean, credit to her, though, for standing up and being like, no, I still want to do things. I'm not marrying you, and not backing down. True. She, She very much has some strength, but she's not telling the other girls in the house or the cops that... Hey, the guy I'm seeing is kind of an asshole. And they're still like, well, I care about him. I just don't want to marry him. I. Yeah. He's. She's like, what are you doing to yourself? He's like, do you know what you're doing to me? She's like, well, what are you doing to yourself? Basically calling him out. Like, you're having way too much of a hard time with a decision I'm making. Why, why are you getting all butthurt about shit? Maybe you need to think for a second. So now we have phone taps in the home. They're going to try and figure out where the calls are calling coming from. Phil, one of the other girls in the house, is convinced Claire is dead. We all know Claire's dead. Yeah, she's upstairs in a rocking chair being rocked by our weird killer. 
So now we've... Now we're waiting for the phone call. Yeah, we're waiting to see what else happens. We've got 30 minutes left. I'm certain there's going to be some more weird shit that happens. I'm I'm into this. I want to know what's going to happen. So I think we're going to get right back to the movie. Yeah. All right. Holidays were made for Michelob. Holidays were made for special friends. What better beer than Michelob for the holiday season? Special enough to make the right impression, friendly enough to show you care. No wonder Michelob has become a holiday tradition. Holidays were made for Michelob. I'd say uh, the search is amping up. Yeah, how much you want to bet it's these guys right here? (laughs) These two guys. I think it's these guys. If it ends up being these guys, this movie is a full-on comedy at that point. (laughs) Because right now it is creepy and full of tension, and I'm really digging it. Yeah, so the guys that we're talking about are with the search party, and they just randomly showed up at their, like, back door. Yeah, looking in the window of the, like, over the kitchen sink, like... One's got a gun, and he's just holding it in everybody's face. He kept lowering it inside the door as he's standing there and I'm like dude stop (laughs) oh man Jesus so then we get another phone call yeah our our killer is continuing to call they're trying to trace it not on the line long enough yeah and the boyfriend called yeah, but before the boyfriend called, we got a second call from the killer. Talking about, we know what you did with the baby, and then says the line, removed just like a wart. Which is exactly the line her boyfriend Peter told her when he they were talking about the abortion of the pregnancy she doesn't want. Then we get the boyfriend calling, and he's crying, you can't kill the baby, you know how much this baby means to me. Fucker, you just found out today. This baby can't mean a fucking thing to you yet. It ain't even really a baby at this point. It's just a fetus. It's something that's barely even alive. Anyway. Yeah, he's crying. (laughs) Yeah. The cops listen and call back and are like, you want to explain what that is? Like, we need... So the cops are like, yeah, you need to explain what's going on. Like, what does he mean kill the baby? Basically, they're like, look... Maybe it's not him, but we want to talk to him anyway, just to make sure. Yeah. Poor, poor, poor drunk Barb. She was sleeping it off, got startled, had an asthma attack. And then got murdered by a unicorn. Got murdered by a crystal unicorn while a bunch of kids were caroling, singing creepy Christmas carols. They just sound like chants to me. They don't sound like jolly Christmas carols. They're just chanting. I don't know. I've never appreciated carols like that. They just sound creepy to me. Well, I was in choir when I was in school, so I like them. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Hey, to each their own. You like them? I hear them as being kind of creepy. I'm an alto. I can't carry a tune in a bucket to save my life. (laughs) So we've got... Just over 20 minutes. Do we want to finish it out and then we'll come back and give our final? Yeah. All right. 
We'll be back right after this. When Firestone decorates for Christmas, they decorate with values, like this stylish counselor bat scale. Christmas gift price, just $2.99. And to turn your Christmas lights on and off automatically, there's a West Clock's 24-hour electric timer. Gift price, only $4.99. To hear all your favorite Christmas carols, a Philco 10-transistor AM-FM swing-along radio. Gift price, only $12.88, and you can charge them. These and more attractive gifts are at participating Firestone retailers now. Well, we just finished Black Christmas. Damn. Damn. So, that finale. We get... <laughs> to the lead cop, the lieutenant is looking into Peter. He's going to where he was playing piano and all that stuff. Check him out because he's doing what a cop should. He's checking every lead. Well, that's happening. We find out the classic, what is now a trope, that the calls are coming from in the house. Mrs. Mack had a separate telephone line and all the calls had been going to the sorority house from her phone. And they're leading you to believe this is Peter and all all things are kind of pointing towards Peter. Oh, we're getting... Well, they wound up in the basement. She, yeah. She was in the basement because once... Because the, the fucking... The main cop wasn't... But he told his uh, assistant cop, uh, Cop Doofus, hey, give her a call... Don't let her know that the call is coming from inside the house. Just tell her calmly to get out of the house. And what does Officer Doofus do? He says, the calls are coming from in the house. Don't go upstairs. And she's like, I think I'm going to go upstairs. And so she goes upstairs, winds up like eventually coming across this guy. But I think it was when by the time she was in the, uh, the basement. Yeah. And yeah. then we see... The boyfriend lurking around outside, he eventually, like, breaks in, and I'm like, okay, well, he can't be the killer, because the killer knows how to get in without breaking something. Right. He knows how to get in. Presumably, we, we're under the impression he knows how to get in and out of the house without anyone realizing he's been in or out of the house. This guy just decides, I'm going to break this window to the basement and go ahead and let myself in. But we find out the killer has gone outside the house, killed the cop that was sitting outside on duty. By the time the rest of the cops get there, because the lieutenant said, hey, tell her to walk out of the house, put the phone down, walk out the front door, I'll be there in five minutes. And it feels like real-time five minutes is what it took them to get there. Because when all the cops show up, all we hear is sirens... And Jess screaming after she's been confronted by Peter in the basement. Because he just keeps coming forward. He's like, why are you walking away from me? Why are you screaming? What's going on? In a real creepy way that makes you think, oh, maybe he is the killer. Next thing we see is she's beat him with this fireplace poker she had and killed him. Rightfully so, he's a fucking predator. But it turns out... As we see in the end, after all the commotion dies down, Jess is sedated. Still oh, in the house. Still in the house. They didn't take her anywhere. They didn't look anywhere else. They didn't check the attic. Miss Mac is still hanging out with 
Claire, who's got a bag on her head, and our killer is still in the house. And he's still making calls because as the credits roll, the phone's ringing. Fuck. It's the kind of ending I really appreciate because they're like, no. You're not really getting a happy ending because you don't really know what else happens. The killer's still there. Did Jess make it through the night? You don't know. Yeah, but I dislike those type of endings because (laughs) it's a story. Stories have endings. I want to know who did it. True. You we spend the whole time going, I wonder who it is. I wonder who it is. No, we're not going to give that to you. Oh, okay, thanks. I know those endings bug you. I, I appreciate this. But what I appreciate more is you see little things throughout this entire film that obviously influenced guys like Carpenter when he was making Halloween and other horror directors through time. As I especially noticed it from Halloween since that is one of my favorite films. The opening shots of seeing from the POV of the killer. Very much similarly done in Halloween. We see from the POV of young Michael and later on. And the breathing. The breathing. But the one thing I really liked was the la- the last few shots before they go to credits. Showing you Jess's room where she's at. Then Barb's room where a murder happened. Claire's room where a murder happened and the attic where where things went down. Very similar to what Carpenter did at the end of Halloween. If you watch, he goes back and shows you all the locations where Michael Myers had killed somebody, where all the confrontations and murders had happened. So, like, this is... I was like, Halloween is very much an homage in ways, but it's also Carpenter going, hey, I was very influenced by this movie just a few years ago. I'm going to do some of the same things because it worked. I'm going to ask you first. Would you ra- what is the rating you would give this movie? Well, I have two ratings. Okay. The first one is an appreciation for the film as it is. I would give it a 4. Okay. For my own personal rewatchability, uh 3. 3 out of 5. It's okay. it's fine. I'm not into stalker movies because they tend to bore me. Even though there's killing, even though there's suspense, it moves a little slow for me. Okay. I did appreciate, you know, all the different gore and the saran wrap or whatever, the bag around our head, and I appreciated that. Yeah. I, I'm going to rate this higher. I give it a solid five. And as far as rewatchability, this is definitely going into my Christmas rotation for me. (laughs) So if I get bored and there's nothing going on and say you're asleep and I'm like, hey, it's three in the morning on Christmas Eve, I'm going to watch Black Christmas. Boom. I'll put it on. There you go. Anyone who likes 70s suspenseful horror, this isn't your outright over-the-top 70s like... We're going to show you a lot of blood, a lot of crazy shit. This is this is suspense horror. And there wasn't a lot of um, jump out at you scares, which I appreciate. There was that one part where I was like, oh, there's a silhouette. Ew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was creepy because at first I thought it was just part of the girl's hair. 
No. And then you see it move and kind of move out more. I was like, oh, uh, I was thinking to myself, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's little things like that that I'm like, these guys knew what they were doing. Yeah. They knew exactly what they were doing. Me personally, I like a good suspenseful movie when it's done well. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. When there's an end to the suspense. Right. You feel like you, you're... I think your feeling is you led me along, you made me feel this way, and you didn't give me the payoff. Fuck you. Well, it's a story, and I need the end. Well, the end is they didn't catch the guy. The killer's still on the loose. That's not an end. That's a continuation. Yeah. Part two coming. I can see that. I can see that. Now, I, I think, and I haven't looked into this for a while, I haven't seen the remake since... It came out. I think there was some talk of that being kind of a follow-up or kind of a sequel in a way. I, I don't know, but some of the characters were named exactly the same with the same storyline. I don't know. I don't think that's the case. But I'm, I'm definitely saying, look, if you're a fan of 70s suspense horror, watch Black Christmas. If you got Shudder, it's there. It's high quality for sure. It's it's a good movie. It's it's very well done. Yes. You can see where all the little tropes that we now know in 2022 that we see that maybe some people are like, oh, I'm so tired of the, the calls are coming from in the house. Or, oh, she went upstairs when she should have went out the front door. Yes, it bothered me, but I was so in, invested in the movie. I was like, shit, I just wanted to walk out the door, but she's going upstairs. Damn it. Ah, I wasn't like, oh, this is stupid. She's going to go upstairs and find something. I was like, she didn't know. Was she just going to find dead bodies? Was she going to find the killer? Was she going to go up there, see nothing, and then go back downstairs and see something? You weren't really sure. And I like that. But I know you're not a huge slasher movie fan, so when you say, like, I appreciated it, that's a huge thing coming from you. Yeah. Me... I was born and I was bred on slasher movies. As much as they gave me nightmares as a kid, I was watching the Friday the Thirteenth. I was watching the Nightmare on Elm Streets. I was Halloween. seeing all this kind of stuff. Halloween, slasher is that's that's my blood. Well, I like Nightmare too, but yeah, I mean that's that's the one. But you're not a huge Friday the Thirteenth fan. You're not a huge the Halloween stalker fan. specifically, yeah. like POV type of. It's fine. You're it's like, fine. I just want to see the shit go down. Or you're like, I want to see something that's really fucked up and twisted. Yeah. But overall, I'd say we both recommend it. Yeah, It's absolutely. definitely a good watch. Yeah. It was entertaining the whole time. Yeah. I, I didn't feel like anything was slow. Even though it had that sort of police procedural aspect to it, I wasn't sitting there going, when are they going to get back to the, the good stuff? Because it all fit together. And I liked the rapport of the head cop and the, his, like, secondary dude, not his yeah. assistant guy. Those two guys, they had such a good rapport. Uh, that Nash guy at the front desk. Oh, we didn't even talk about what else happened. The search party looking for the killer of the 13-year-old girl mm -hmm. that they found in the park. <laughs> Some random, I guess, farmer out there 
oh, unloaded yeah. <laughs> his shotgun full of birdshot into one of the cops who was going around his property. Look, and he's like, I don't care who's trespassing, uniform or not, I'm going to shoot him anyway. And he's got his pants down with like the, blood on his the clothes. The cop's got his pants down. You can see the little specks of where the blood came through on his shirt and on like his underwear that are pulled down. And our our main cop, John Saxon, looks at his second command. He goes, if you laugh, I'm going to bust you down the Boy Scout while he's smiling, trying not to laugh. And they both laugh as he walks away. Yeah. It's like, okay, you know what? I like this. There's there's realism to the way these guys are acting. Like, this is hilarious. But they're also like, we have to deal with this crazy fucking ridiculousness on top of obscene calls and a killer and whatever else. It's really, really insane really crazy i uh it was it was just good it was yeah, good it was good it was good we recommend it now we do have something else coming up and i'm going to tease this now because this episode will release before we do it on christmas eve you guys need to tune in live that means either go to youtube or go to facebook we're going to be on 2G1C with our buddies JB and Chuck talking some Santa sleigh. Talking a fun Christmas horror movie with one of the worst goddamn professional wrestlers in the goddamn business, Bill Goldberg. That aside, I love that movie. I like Goldberg. I don't. I have a lot of issues with him. Okay. One being my... Okay. Quick aside, before we go into more details on that. My favorite wrestler growing up as a child was Bret the Hitman Hart. Now, I believe it was in the year 2000, Bret Hart had a match with Goldberg. Goldberg got a little too crazy in the ring because he didn't have very many years under his belt. And an errant thrust kick caught Bret Hart really hard upside the head and ended his career on the spot with a very severe concussion that had Ripper repercussions down the line so yeah i don't really care for goldberg got it yeah yeah but yeah december 24th christmas eve if you don't have anything going on and look i know it's time for you to be with your family but some people aren't doing the family thing if you're not doing anything tune in tune in live we're gonna be there with jb and chuck we're gonna be talking santa sleigh it's gonna be fun the show's gonna go off the fucking rails like it always does and th- there's probably going to be a debate about wrestling. JB is probably going to give Chuck and I some shit, and we're going to give it right back. Leanne is probably just going to laugh at us and yeah, think of how crazy we are. Probably. But it's going to be a lot of fun. You guys should check it out. And speaking of checking things out, head on over to our Patreon, Skewered Universe Podcast at patreon.com, where you can get transmissions episodes. And I promise in 2023, there will be more content there for you guys. So if you want to support the show, you can go there and you're going to start getting more exclusive Patreon content. I promise. More content! You can find us on Instagram, SkewerU. We're on Facebook. Just look up the group, Skewered Universe Podcast. You can find us on Twitter for right now, at SkewerU. I, I don't do a whole lot on Twitter. I'm getting to the point where I fucking want to leave it. But anyway, hey, Leanne. What? Where can they listen to the show? They can listen to it via sack of dicks. By that, she means Podbean. 
You can head on over to podbean.com, search for Skewered Universe. Or search a bag of dicks. Search a bag of dicks. But while you're searching for that bag of dicks, open up another browser tab. And if if you're an iPhone user, find us on Apple. We're on Google, Spotify, Amazon Prime. Basically any podcast you can find us. Just look for Skewered Universe. We appreciate it when you guys listen. We look at the numbers. We see when you guys get those downloads. We really appreciate it. And the fact that anyone listens keeps us going. And I know we've had some setbacks this year. We haven't given you guys very many shows this year. But we hope that what we brought you was quality. And I'm thinking, Leanne... Maybe this That's isn't... That's what that smell is. It <laughs> exactly. something burning. Exactly. The wheels have been turning. I'm thinking we do one more show before the end of the year, before the end of 2022. One show to close it out. Sure. We'll drop it just before New Year's. Don't know what it'll be yet, but it'll be something fun. Yeah, I, I, I really like a good surprise. <laughs> I'll surprise you and probably even surprise myself. But until then, stay safe. Uh, as much as we're not really into the whole holiday thing here, I hope you guys have a happy holiday, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, anything you're celebrating. If if you're feeling down and depressed, reach out to somebody. Somebody's always there to listen. I know this time of year can be hard for a lot of people. You know, you're you're worth it. People love you. Reach out if you need help. Uh, there's been a lot of people recently who have decided to take their own lives, and it's, it's really kind of upsetting. So if you're someone feeling that down, reach out for someone. I know that's a little serious here at the end of the show, but you matter. You matter to us, and you matter to other people. And that being said, keep on enjoying that universe that's just... A bit skewered.